This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Anchor's a dope way to start a podcast. You don't have the equipment, that's fine, because with the Anchor app, you can record right off of your phone. You're worried about trying to distribute that? That's cool, too. You don't have to worry about that, because Anchor will distribute your podcast to major streaming platforms such as Spotify and Apple Music. So get started with Anchor. Get your voice out there. Hey, what's up? This is your host, Pete McCarvin, and join me as we explore the great unknowns. Hey, what's up, fam? This is your country cousin, Pete McCarvin, a.k.a. Pete Mac. Welcome back to another episode of The Great Unknowns. Um, This episode is a good one for me because uh, this was... uh, this guy was there when I started my California adventure in comedy. Um, very funny dude. Um, he's always upbeat. I've never been around him and not seen a smile on his face. I'm talking about performing after when we're in the circle. Um, I can't say smoker circle. That's what the comedians call it, but I don't partake of that due to me being in the military. Um, just every time I've seen this guy, I've always been upbeat. He's originally from Van Nuys in uh, L.A. County. But he made his way down to San Diego. Now resides in San Diego. It's Tijuana because at one point in time you were in Tijuana. <laughs> I was in TJ. Um, as you can see, I made it out alive. <laughs> okay. Hey, hey, yo. okay, well now he's back. Um, I wasn't and- fucking with El Chapo, bro. That's a problem. Yeah, yeah but now he's back in what is San Diego. I call it North TJ. Um, good dude. <laughs> I got to do a lot of shows with him. Hung out with him um, off stage. I don't have anything bad to say about him. Y'all give it up for my man, Richard Strider. What's up, bro? Hey, how's it going, McCorvey? How you doing, brother, man? It's always good to see you. It's always good to hear from you, man. You're one of the few people, and obviously I'm not saying this because I'm just on your show. Real talk, man. Like, out of all the comedians I've ever, like, met and gotten to know, you're one of the few that I wish I've gotten to know more and never just had the chance to because you're, like, busy as fuck, man. Like, you're you're just everywhere. So I kind of, like... I really do feel like I only like with the Zoom call, you know, like, but like just like just to hang out, like I rarely get to happen. But that's just kind of how it is. Right. Yeah, that was the name. As a matter of fact, when I pulled up on you and uh, Big Frog, well, I got to figure out a way how I'm going to get him on it because I got a bunch of comedians lined up for like the next month or two. Um, I pulled Big up on Frog you Big Frog is the cholo, man. Yeah, Big Frog I mean, is. Uh, I don't mean to, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but Big Frog I mean, is like he he's like the Zen cholo if that makes any sense man like you gotta climb you gotta like climb a mountain to get wisdom from him he's one of those fucking dudes and the thing about frog is because i've been hearing about him i rolled up on him when i first met him i'm thinking man this guy gonna be a show no cholo he ain't gonna really want to talk to me but one of the coolest guys you can kick it with and talk to him about anything in life yeah. and he's just who he is and he's not gonna change for anybody and i love the fact that i can sit there and quote blood in blood out to him over and over again he never <laughs> gets tired of because you know most Mexican guys are like all right man we get it you, you know the movie fool but cool like. but um yeah but like when i rolled up on you two guys uh the i think it was like either the day after i came or the day after hey after that when i came over deployment i saw that you guys were performing down the San Francisco. So, man i haven't seen these two guys in years, not trying to even get stage time. I just want to just go see these guys. And that yeah. was like one of the best nights I've had. It felt like old times. It felt like either somewhere at Madhouse or right there where now it's the mic drop comedy club. It used to be the comedy palace right yeah. on there. 
It felt like I was sitting there talking to you guys after knocking back like a Bud Light or two, some Jack and Cokes, and I, hey guys, I'm on my way to go get me a California burrito and head back to my apartment on base. That's really yeah. the vibe I got from that. So it was like a hell of a good time seeing you guys. Yeah, man, it's um, it's it's weird, man, because like in comedy, and I'm sure you maybe you feel this, way, I don't know, but like you're just in the zone, right? So you, you, you do your set, you, you show up and you cut, you get what you get done. Maybe you'll hang out and chill and, and talk to everybody, but you kind of keep that in a minimum because you got other shit to do. Oh, yeah. um, I kind of wish, and, and again, you're one of the few people that makes me wish I, I like hung out more, you know what I mean? Cause like fucking comedians are so fun to hang out with. But like when it feels like a chore, you're kind of like, eh, I don't fucking hang out. But and and honestly, most and I don't mean to say this like as a knock to anybody, but generally most comedians are bummers. Oh yeah, um, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> definitely. Oh, yeah. And I ran, I'm not no offense. I ran into that a lot in San Diego, and I was just like, you guys no, are just bumming with just, just bumming and just doing this because I'm not because I, I came from down south, the southeast, so it's like. Whether we had it or not, we always try to either put on that appearance that we got our shit together, or it's like, look, dude, I got to go work. Or I got to hang out. Look, I can't hang out. I got to go to work in the morning. I got to feed my right. kids. Because there's a couple guys I did comedy with that actually had real uh, prominent professors. Like, it's one guy. Uh, his name is LeVar Walker. Actually, he's been on uh, one of Shaq's all-star comedy jams. He was legit a pharmacist. Oh, okay. uh, now he's on the show on Amazon with Amy Shroom. I forgot what the name of that show is, but he's now on that. But like, it was legit. I'm watching this guy like headline tour and he legit was still doing pharmaceutical work, legit pharmaceutical work. And I speak pharmaceutical. I'm talking about like CVS, Walgreens pharmaceutical work. And I was yeah. like, good God. So when I got out there and a lot of people, I know probably people are probably like, but well, he don't want to hang out. He was like, dude, I'm in the U.S. Navy. I don't have a great spirit for being late to work. I'm not there at a certain time. That's my ass. Yeah. So it's like, I would like to get to know y'all, but I really can't because I have obligations. Of course, yeah. And, and and again, I think for me, in hindsight, I, I pretended I had more obligations when I didn't. Um, I uh, And I should have just said like, ah, fuck it, I'll hang out more, you know, and chill with the comedians. Because when it's fun, it's fun, right? But when it's not, it's kind of like man, I really need to just relax and take a break. Because something about stand-ups, like if we're, if we're talking about people in a vacuum, right? Something about comedians, if you hang out with us a little bit too long, we're, we just drain people like mentally, emotionally, you know, like I, <laughs> you know, I, I've had a few friends are like that I, that I invited for some mics sometimes and they'll be like, man, I have to talk to you guys for like five minutes. I got to like take a break from you guys for months because you guys are all over the place. You guys are hectic. You guys are cynical. You got whatever loud, blah, blah, blah. And it's just, it's a, it's a, I don't know, stand-up comedy. It's just a different beast, man. You know, and you're dealing with different, I, I feel like in comedy, you're never going to meet like the same kind of person. I feel like in sports in acting, whatever, you kind of have like, you meet these same kind of people like a hub, but in comedy, it's, it's always different and you're never prepared for it because you're like, okay, I'm, I'm, I have this experience with this comedian. So chances are with this comedian, I'm gonna have this experience. And then they, they throw you for a loop and then they fucking either pass you a joint to chill or they talk about fucking, you know, some childhood trauma that you fucking weren't ready for. Like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> so, nobody asked for that at all. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, so it's, so it's, um, it's back and forth, but it's fun, man. I'm trying to get better as I'm getting older to just let it go, let it happen and stop like trying to control the narrative. You know what I mean? Cause sometimes I felt like I was doing that, you know, I was like, okay, I'm gonna do X, Y, Z and that's it. But you know, it's, um, 
I'm sh- again, I'm sure you know, comedy isn't, we're, we're, we try to like rationalize something that's irrational. And, and when you try to control comedy or whatever, you can control your journey. You can, you know, you, you can have goals and do that. But if you're trying to like, it's a dragon, you can't slay comedy. And that's comedians and all that. So it's, it's yeah, we're just bizarre, man. You want to see bizarre, weird people just go to a comedy club, hang out with a few comedians for a couple of minutes. It's just like, I, who are these fucking people? <laughs> it's yeah, ridiculous. Exactly. Like that shit you said about inviting your friends to mics. I've done that with like a couple of my friends. They'll just leave like, good God, I didn't think I'll be in front. I'm like, yeah. And I, but I would warn them. I'm like, hey, man. They're like, I want to hang and talk to you. I'm like, no, dude, this is not like us cracking it, man. I'm like, dude, uh, you might want to go home. And then, nah, yeah. I get that. then they'll leave like, oh my God. They're like, if I was depressed, I'd put a bullet in my fucking. I was like, I warned you. <laughs> Because some of the stuff, and, and I'm and I'm a guilty part. I ain't gonna act like it's the other comedians. I've done it a couple times to some sure, people. Sure, yeah, me too. And I've definitely done it. Well, not a couple. I've done it more than my fair share of time to people. But it's it, it's it's like we we try so hard to make people laugh, and we want to. I think who said it the best was the late great Robin Williams. He said, "People who are most depressed." I'm paraphrasing. I don't know if he exactly said depressed. Sure, he yeah. said they want to. Make they want to they love to see other people laugh because they don't want anybody to feel that same feeling that they feel all the time. Yeah. So I definitely I that's that's one reason I got into it. I mean, matter of fact, I remember we had suicide awareness month in 2016. And it's funny because my mom, she's a big contractor for the Navy. They had this up in her office in like 2019 when I was deployed to Africa. And she showed, and a friend of mine who was on the Dewey with me, the ship I was on when I was stationed in uh, 36th Street in San Diego, she took a picture of it. And the, the thing I wrote, it said, I will act and give the gift of laughter. I said, because I know a good laugh can change someone's day for the better. Especially, hold on, let me rephrase. I said, being someone who struggled with self-esteem a lot growing up, I know that a good laugh can change someone's day for the better. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I feel you, man. And, and obviously I'm not an expert, but um, I, I think when it comes to like, uh, I, I don't want to get more of it. I know this is probably a big left turn in this conversation. We'll, we'll be more cheery in a, in a few yeah. minutes, but like, um, like for me, uh, like my, my, my depression or, or whatever, sadness, whatever you want to call it, I, I think it's getting better for me in the sense of I've, I've, I've accepted that it's never going to go away, right? Like you never get rid of that type of mentality. But what you can do is if you familiarize yourself with that, that thought process and how you think and how you work um, and you know how to control it, uh, it's much more manageable. Like for instance, like it's like a, one of the best examples I was told, like your, your mental state is like a wild horse and you need to put a bridle on it. You're not, no one's telling you to take the horse down or, you know, you know turn it into glue or whatever. No, you got to train it. You got to, um, you know, know how to understand what it is so then it could respect you back. And I think like that mentality with depression specifically or thoughts of suicide, whatever you want to call it, it's like, that's never going to go away. But I've gotten better when I have those thoughts of like, okay, what do I normally do when I'm thinking like this? Okay. Um, I, I maybe call a friend or read a book. Like I, I, I try to find something that, to do to combat what I feel. And it's just, uh, it's like an exercise, right? Like, like it's, it's a muscle. Um, if you don't use that muscle, 
uh, it's going to be weak. So I, I try to tell people, you know, about, about like depression, or at least my depression that like, just accept that you're never going to get rid of it. But that doesn't mean that you can't um, fight back and control it and know how to do it. Talk to someone, talk to a friend, relative, uh, you know, watch your favorite movie. There's so it's crazy how like the one thing that like takes us down, which is depression. If we really took a, a step back, we have like a billion tools to deal with it and to continue to move on. Sarah Silverman is one of my favorite comedians. And she said, you know, the reason uh, she doesn't want to kill herself, you know, she is, um, cause she knows she's going to die one day. So uh, why not see how the rest of it turns out? <laughs> you know? yeah, and I, like, like that I like that. I like that, uh, that outlook. I like that outlook too. And yeah, sure. It's kind of like easier said than done. Right. But my response to that is fuck. Yeah. It's easier said than done. It has to be hard when you do it. It's difficult. It needs to be because that's what real change is. That's what, you know, like, it's not like I'm going to go to the gym, drink a bottle of water, come out and think I'm going to be ripped. No, dude, you got to fucking like, there's so iron. many, yeah, you got to pump iron. There's so many people and there's so many things like for you to, to work out and, and, and figure out. And trust me, and it's for someone who I don't go to the gym that much, but I work out occasionally when I'm like lifting two 10 pound dumbbells for a minute, I don't have time to think about being depressed. Cause that shit hurts. After a while. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it, it's really just, again, easier said than done. Sure. But, and then to bring it back to comedy, um, gosh, man, like we're storytellers, dude. Like, I don't care how, uh, advanced technology gets. And the end of the day, we're no different from the cavemen who sat down in a circle in front of a fire and told stories, you know, to entertain each other, to find, uh, things that uh, connect them to one another. It doesn't change. I mean, like you and I, I mean, when you think about it, we're having a fireside chat right now. It's just on the fucking internet. Like it's, <laughs> it's really no, it's really no different in that context. So it feels less lonely, uh, with comedy and, and, and it, I don't know, man, I, I just, I just, I, I feel less alone when I know I can reach out and, um, how I do that, of course, is different from how you do that. But I, even with our comedy, it's going to be different how we do it, but it's important, man. Nobody wants to be a fucking static, dull, monotonous fuck. Like, you're not here for that. You're not here for that. You're really not. Like, sure, systematically, you have to work. You, you have to kind of put up a front so you can make a paycheck day by day. Sure. Hey, I'm not against that. Fine. We all got to survive. But, like, besides that, gosh, man, like, you're only here one time. Fucking have fun. Enjoy it. And when you do feel like shit, reach out. Don't, like, shut yourself off. And I think a lot of, like, um, and I'll get off this, <laughs> but I think a lot, especially like most people, maybe our generation and the younger generation, even the older generation, you know, we, we kind of have the stigma, right? Like, you know, you're, you can't think this way. You shouldn't feel that way. You know, I mean, what are you, what are you doing? It's like, what the, it's like you're being penalized for being a fucking human being. And um, I just, you know, I feel like comedy is one of many ways that I try to, you know, say to my depression, fuck you, you're not going to win. Um, not today, not tomorrow. Maybe the next day, but then I'm going to fucking knock your ass out. I'm going to do the same thing any athlete does when they lose a game. They go back to the tape. They watch what they fucking did to fuck up. And then they go back to the team and try to fucking knock them out the second time around. You know what I mean? That's just, it's, it's crazy. Like how it's simple, but we make it a little bit more complicated than needs to be, you know, but I don't know. That's just, that's just my opinion. I'm not saying it as a, as a statement or a fact or anything, but fuck man, like, God, life is hard. We don't need to make it harder for ourselves. It's it can be easier if we 
fucking just reached out and make people laugh more. You know, that's that's what it is. Anyway, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you said you're from Ben. I didn't know you were from Ben. I thought you legit were from San Diego. Yeah. So when did you come from Van Nuys to San Diego? What made you move from Van Nuys to San Diego? Oh, man, dude. So uh, my, I'll, I'll preface it with this. Uh, my mother is a criminal. Um, my mother, um, has, she, in fact, she, the reason why I was in TJ, uh, was because, uh, she, in 2010, my mom got caught up on a fucking rap, uh, and the, the cops found out, uh, it was some fucking, uh, it was some grand theft auto bullshit, um, that she got caught up on. Yeah. T- 2010, by the way, this isn't fucking in the 90s. This shit, I'm always so fucking... Maybe, I wouldn't even think about San Diego at that time. <laughs> so anyway, she got caught. My mother's rat... Okay, so she got caught. She went to jail. She spent the day there. And when they went through her record, they found out that she was actually not a legal citizen. So they deported her. Uh, and she's not allowed to come back to the States. Um you know, for that. So my mom's pretty much her, her life and death will fucking end in Tijuana. Um, one of the reasons why I stayed there is to try to be closer to her. Um, unfortunately that didn't work out, uh, because again, it's hard to maintain a relationship with a felon. Um, <laughs> but, but my point being is that you said Van Nuys went around because my mother's a criminal and she never had a stable job. I think my mother had one stable job the entire time I w- I've been alive. And that was when she was an employee at Ross. She got fired after a month because she tried to pick a fight with the manager. Um, my mother's, uh, anyway, so because she did, she, her life wasn't stable and I was a child at the time, we would just move around a lot, man. You know, by the first day of the month, rent was due. We're fucking moving because mom don't got the rent. So we would move from Van Nuys to, to Panorama City, you know, to, to near closer to downtown L.A. We moved to Lancaster. I was we were just doing that. Uh, we used to move. We, we moved to San Luis Obispo in 2006. Oh, wow. um, yeah, because my mom, you know, we want to be closer to my sister. And my mom thought, hey, you know, get out of the valley. And then we moved back to Lancaster in the A.V. in t- 2008. I lived there t- since 2013. Uh, so when my mom got deported, I lived in Lancaster for three extra years after that, um, you know, thinking whether I should move to San Diego to try to be close to her. Uh, and I did. So I moved uh, back and forth between TJ from 2013 to 2016. I moved back and forth from TJ to San Diego, TJ to San Diego, TJ to San Diego. 2016 officially is when I've pretty much stayed here until then. Um, but yeah, my life is my childhood growing up has been fucking chaotic. I remember when when my mother uh, got uh detained and um they told me to pick up her stuff um they i asked can i get like a record of like her because because i was trying to help her at the time try to maybe come back and they said well you can go to the the la um whatever fuck just to get someone's criminal record right my mother has a rap sheet my mother right now is 62 she was born 1960 she has a rap sheet since she was 13 damn um, all the way leading up to 2010, it's fucking a, a fucking a dictionary thick paperwork of just misdemeanors, infractions, felonies, ranging from grand theft auto, theft, identity theft, um, uh, drug dealing uh, is it's really bad. So when you, when you, and again, Pete, this is coming from somebody who's not a criminal like me, but when you commit all those crimes since you're 13, so what, 1973? Um, you're gonna do a lot of fucking moving. You don't stay in one place. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, no, no. You, you, you be a dumbass too. Like right, the, the bull so, is gonna find you eventually. So 
And they did. And, and the thing is, uh, the, the moving around a lot, uh, you know, was a product of that. Like, I'm a product of, and I don't really, I don't want to kick my mom. You know what I mean? Like, I want to kick her while she's down because she's been through a lot of bullshit. Most of it she caused. No, I'm also not uh, excusing it. But that's really one of the reasons why I would just move a lot all the time. Um, I, no joke, dude. When I moved, when I stayed here in 2016, 16, 17, you know, what, six years? No joke, man. This is going to sound like bullshit. Six years. I'm 35. The last six years has been the most stable my life has ever been. I mean, um, I, don't, I don't think that's bullshit. I mean, some people, it's just like that. Like, I'm going to be yeah. honest with you. Uh, I didn't get my first apartment by myself till I was what? When did I leave? I left San Diego, 2017. Yeah, till I was 28. Yeah. And I was kind of ashamed to tell some, some people, like, wow, you was 28 getting. I'm like, bro, I'm like, look, I got out of college. Nothing was cracking. So I went to my parents. Um, like, couldn't find a job worth anything. Then I moved to Atlanta, was working at Walgreens part time, $7.50 an hour. Luckily, I had a friend of mine, um, my boy Sonny G. He's the one I had on the second episode of this podcast. He knew I didn't want to go back to Mississippi. He allowed me to stay on his couch for just uh, every time I got paid, just throw him $100. Then I went to Navy boot camp, uh, stayed in the uh, in the barracks there. And then when I did initial training, then I went on the ship. Then when I got back, I got an apartment that they gave me on base, which I missed that apartment. Oh, I used to. <laughs> it was like his own base. You no know, base is literally right down Harbor, which is right downtown. Man, oh, you could party. say it's government funded. No, I'm kidding. I'm fucking with you. I'm fucking with you, man. They gave me the money to stay there, but they snatched it right back for rent. But oh, man, okay. to do that to get the women in there, man, because be, I lived on the floor where the pool was at. So, oh, nice. If I could just run into it, pun intended. When I even tried, <laughs> and then I could, like, the women I used to mess with, they had a, a boyfriend or something. They ain't got to worry about him coming on no bullshit because he can't get past the front gate and the damn uh, security forces anyway. So I don't know how you can do that, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, after leaving and then going to Georgia, I finally had to find me an apartment. Uh, and he's filling out the application, doing the look arounds and all that. And I remember getting my apartment. And when I finally got, I'm like, oh, snap, I finally got this on my own. And I kind of feel the same on man. I'm 28 and I'm just getting it. And it's like, well, yeah, my life has been hectic and chaotic since 22. I mean, I didn't get that shit that they sell us on those rom-coms and TV shows. Hey, you're going to drop out of college. You're going to be 22 years old. You're going to get this beautiful loft in Venice Beach. And you're going to work <laughs> as a teacher at a public school and, um, in, in Watts, California. Like, I, I, that's the normal thing to go on for the tangent. I hated the way late 90s and early 2000 movies lied to us about you having a certain type of job and what type of uh, dwelling you were going to live in. Because I'm like, that yeah. ain't like, because like now, I saw a meme on Facebook. It was funny. It said, you know you're getting older now when you want to know what the hell Kevin McAllister's dad did where he could afford to take all the people, all the expenses paid trip to France. And oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> man, what? Home Alone, yeah. <laughs> and it's even like TV shows now I watch. Like, I will look at the house and be thinking, I wonder what the mortgage is on that motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not because it's like... Yeah. It's 
funny. Yeah, you go to cinema and movies and TVs for escapism, but like poverty can affect you so like much that you look at everything that's fake in the movie. You're like, that's fucking, that's too expensive for them to do. <laughs> it almost takes you out of it, you know. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I hope I hope you don't mind. I actually wanted to come back to that uh, what you said earlier because uh, I I like your Instagram shit where you talk about like how you're a. Uh, like uh, your, your girlfriend, your son, and you're like the. I love that shit, man. It's funny because uh, you know, you do the cigar and, but but real talk, man. Like as someone who's been single most of my life, man, I don't know how you can do that shit. That shit's stressful as well, man. Like like being like a side guy or a side piece guy. Like dude, I can barely deal with my own shit, and then you're taking like all this like uh grief and drama, man. What's up with that? <laughs> I can credit San Diego with having me just appreciate being a side dude or official side nigga. And it's just funny because <laughs> when I first, I got to San Diego May of 2014, Labor Day weekend 2014, but we had to leave on deployment for three months. I didn't really get to like experience San Diego like that. So when we come back, now I'm starting to hit the stages again. I remember, I mean, I'm starting to hit the stages and I'm starting to try to go out and date. But I would constantly meet these girls. I didn't, I, I mean, I wasn't in San Diego long enough to realize how flaky the dating scene is and nothing like that. Because I was just there for three months. When I get back, you know, you meet these girls, you text them, you call them, everything is good one moment. Then the next thing, you can't hear from them. They won't text back, you text them, they'll text back three, four hours later. So, so it was one chick I got some lead weight with. And I was still playing in culture because I met her at a concert and I'm like, oh, we just at a concert drinking, whatever. It's not going to be nothing serious. So I remember going outside. It was Thanksgiving 2015. My car had got total. I had a Nissan Versa. It got total. Like, matter of fact, I was going to, did you ever do, uh, you, you remember E-Rail, right? Of course. Yeah. I, I follow remember, him on Instagram still. You remember that room he had right over there, right across from Sports Arena, on Sports Arena Boulevard? I don't know what yeah. the name is. It changed name like 250,000 fucking it times. It did. <laughs> it really did. So there was one Friday. I want to thank uh, Mike DeVore, if you remember Mike DeVore. He actually yeah, lives in yeah. Seattle now. He lives here. He got a Navy's in Seattle. So I think Mike DeVore was performing that night there with some other people. And I wasn't going to try to get on. I'm like, I fuck with Mike. I'm going to just go over here, just check it out. Some nights I just go go down there and check it out and then maybe go to uh, PB or Mission Beach or OB or whatever, whatever the move to. Dude told him my car, so I didn't think about it. I come back from uh, thanks, uh, Thanksgiving. I told the girl, hey, um, my car has got hit. I need to drop it off to get it. Well, she's like, okay, well, I'll come get you. And I take him like, okay, well, she's thorough. So then after that, like, she dropped me off. I talked to her on the phone, and the next day, can never see her in person. Then look up, she has a whole new boyfriend. I'm like, the fuck? So yeah. it's a guy at work, and I'll never forget him. I ain't going to say this guy's name because he just got promoted. But he's a white dude, but it was funny when he said it. So I'm, like, fuming at work. By this time, I done had it with San Diego women. I'm like, this is bullshit. And he said, hold up, bro. He was like, you ever been with her? He said, man, this keeps happening. He said, wait a minute. You ever been in these women's houses? I said, no. You ever met their friends? I said, no. He said, and it fizzles out by like after a month or two. He said, yeah, he said, bro, I'm going to be honest with you. He said, you're a professional side nigga. <laughs> I said, what is that? You're a professional side nigga. So I was like, he, they kept calling me that because it keep happening, keep happening. And I remember I had one I was dating. 
I thought it was going to go good because, I mean, I actually was taking pictures with her. My friends would see me. I'd come to work. I'd be smiling because you remember this. Everybody remembers about me. I got a mean mug. And I'm just not. Yeah. I'm just not a mean dude, but that's just I got rest in bitch face. So, <laughs> you know, can like, I stop you real quick? Can I stop you real quick? My favorite thing about you is that I know you're pissed off when someone says something that you don't agree with. And you do the uh, that that what the fuck look like you kind of back up a little bit you know what i'm talking about right like you got like what and that's a it's it's so so it's so uh some it's so uh subconscious because i don't even realize i do it and somebody like you did it again i'm like shit I, yeah I yeah no but that's hilarious because like, it's just so like it's just <laughs> second nature to me like yeah, there it is. That's, that's what I'm talking about. Because like, <laughs> I try not to do it. And Joe, Joe used to get on me. We talk about Joe Schmo. When Joe I was trying Schmo, to get yeah. Me. He used to get on me about that shit all the time. Because somebody would say some dumb shit. And then I, I wouldn't be realizing I'm doing We get in the car driving. He's like, bro, you was mean mugging shit. I'm like, what you talking about? <laughs> like, uh, but... Uh. So it was that, and then that fell through. That little situation I had fell through. And then my friends was like, the professional side, nigga, strike again. Yeah. So then I just ran <laughs> with that. And then when I hit my 30s, I started realizing, hell, half the women I'm going to meet are going to be single mothers and shit like that anyway. Oh, yeah. And one thing yeah. I always found funny, because a movie I like, I'm going to say this because it's not about me. Um, I used to love to watch. I like Baby Boy. I don't like the movie Baby Boy. But I used to like Melvin and Baby Boy. Because even when I was a little kid, I thought Baby Boy was a stupid-ass fucking movie. They was yeah. too toxic for each other. At the end, Jody should have got his ass killed. I said, you know what? The only guy in you who was worth the damn was Melvin. That was Vinny Reigns, right? Yeah, Vinny Reigns was Melvin. That was Vinny Reigns' character, yeah. Yeah, I was like, he was trying to talk to this little fool. <clears throat> he was a hard-working guy. He let that boy get away with a lot of disrespect before he finally just yoked his ass up like, hey, I ain't going for that shit no more. And I've kind of dated a couple of women where it's like that. So then when it went to where the snacks was and shit, I, well, like all the taking their snacks, I'm like, you know what? This is probably going to be me being in my thirties. <laughs> my dating pool, a lot of people, I remember when I got to Georgia and I was dating a young girl I had worked with, she was 21. My homegirl, Barbara Rayner, she's from Texas, Mexican chick. She was like, dude, you need to stop dating women with kids. I said, sweetie, I'm 30-something years old. That's like 95% of my fucking date pool. Yeah, no, it is. It, so, and that's, I mean, and that would be very, like, and just my opinion, like, it's kind of delusional for any guy. I'll say guy. It's delusional for any man at a certain age to think that he can go into the dating pool and think that no woman he's going to date is not going to have a child at, at some point in their life. It's just fucking, like, what do you expect? Like, and then you can't get mad at that. It's like... What you you fuck someone before you met me? Like, are you? Yes, of course I did. <laughs> I God, I'd like to see that you got children because that lets me know that you are fucking. Yeah, there you go. And okay, you know, you can't like, I re- that, yeah, go you ahead. Can't go use ahead. that excuse like, oh, I don't do that really because you got two receipts that it showed that you do. <laughs> My favorite oh, one. Cool. I dated a girl. I dated a girl uh, who had like two kids, and she said to me, "Hey, you know, just to let you know up front, so we're we're clear. My kids come first. I'm like, good." Thank you. Yes, you're supposed to. Like, I'm not going to hang out with a chick that's fucking a delinquent. Like, are you kidding me? Yes, please be a mother first, you fucking idiot. (laughs) You got to have those talks because uh, one, uh, uh, something I recently got out of, I remember she was getting off the plane. Her first thought was to come see me. 
So I remember, I think a couple of days later, me and her had an argument or some shit, and I called my mom trying to get some advice. And I was telling my mom everything. My mom said, hold up, baby. So you mean to tell me this woman been gone for a week, stepped off the plane, and the first thing she can think about is coming to get your dick instead of going to see her baby. Mm -hmm. And I said, yeah. And my mama said, if you get that girl pregnant, you deserve all the bullshit to come your way. <laughs> That's great. I'm like, what you mean? I said, she clearly showed her priority ain't on her kids. She said, and I know what you're doing. So what you mean? She said, boy, I know you. Yeah. She said, I know you said you're just like your daddy. And I know him. Obviously, I know him. With her. <laughs> he wouldn't be here if I didn't. She said, if you get her pregnant, whatever she does, I ain't got no sympathy for you. That's fair. That, and I, that's and I fair. Had to think about it. And I'm glad that because that motherfucker was sorry. But I digress. No, but hey, man, look, I, I, I'm a firm believer of sure, we're different and people are complex. But when you really break it down, we're creatures of habit. Right. Like when when you wreck and I'm guilty of this, too. My sister will constantly say, wow, you've been doing this, this or talking this way since you were like a teenager. I'm like, that's just my habit. And, you know, that's just I guess that's just who I am. And sometimes all I can hope for is that, like, it doesn't uh, push the people that I love away. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like, I'll be annoying and I'll be obnoxious and I'll be whatever. But I hope I'm not toxic, you know what I'm saying? But but yeah, like we're creatures of habit. So like for your mom to say something like that, that's fair. It's a fair thing because after a while, we just have a certain behavior over time, over time, over time, that that's just our identity to a certain degree. You hope it's not the case for everyone. You want people to change for the better, but it's up to them. And sometimes people are so stuck into being who they are, they don't even see it as a mistake anymore or a bad habit, you know? Something as simple as, I don't know, fucking slurping your drink. Oh, yeah. Like some people are like, oh, that's fucking annoying, bro. Like, really? It's not annoying to me. I've been doing it for 30 years. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's, yeah. yeah but, but for, again, man, I don't know how you do it, man, with the, with the, the dates and the bait. Ah, man. I, I, like, no, I, no, my no, last no. date I went on, bro, it, the, no, no, just real quick, my last date that I went on yeah. was uh, like in July. And it was actually a girl that I, I did a scene with, a porn scene with. Um, and we, we were kind of hooking up a little bit, nothing serious. Um, and I don't know. Okay, this is probably my fault. But this is how I know, like, I can't handle, like, relationships or whatever or other people. When she asked me, Yo, hey, would you like to go out? My first thought was, how much is this going to cost me by the end of the night? It wasn't... I can't wait to see you. It wasn't, oh, that's great. It wasn't, it was, how much is this bitch gonna cost me, man? Like, <laughs> I don't wanna deal with this. I'm already seeing the check in my head. And I'm like, that's not a good thought process to have, right? Like, no, nobody should be thinking that way. But I do because I'm like, fuck, man, how is someone gonna get in my way in, you know, today, this time? Don't, you know, and that's why I like dating for me, man. Bro. Don't yeah. feel bad because oh, yeah. literally, I, I just hooked up with this older chick. Uh, a cougar, mind you, which makes me happy because I thought since I gained a little weight and all this, and I'm getting all my face I thought, and then people said, you're actually starting to look your age now or look how you sound because I know I sound older. But it showed me I still got it. So yeah. me and her left the spot we were at. We went to her apartment and we hooked up. And how you said about that check, you know, most guys, after we, we hook up, you know, we feeling on cloud nine. You know, we like, I'll be feeling like a man when I walk through if you meant that song. I'm sitting there laying there in the bed thinking, fuck, Popeye just closed. <laughs> I need to get that. Ran through my mind. 
Did so you get I that? did it with you talking about I wonder how much this is gonna cost me and all this. And I'm glad you mentioned porn because I yeah. forgot that you did porn. I do porn, yeah. I mean, well, where'd you like to start, man? Let, let, I mean, what like, question? Because <laughs> I was gonna try to segue into what you got to start doing. How did you oh. get into doing porn? So honestly, man, I've always, I mean, look, I've watching porn since I was a teenager, right? Um, and I've also just loved like movies and shit. Uh, I still love movies. Like, you know, I do like a fucking movie blog uh, twice a month, but um, I just, I've always loved that kind of cinema. I've always loved that type of filth. I've always like, I don't know. I've always been intrigued in things that people, when they look at, they're like, this is gross. This is disgusting, whatever. Right. I love shit like that. Um, you know, I, I think you can get a better conversation with a pervert in a fucking movie porn theater than you could with some fucking rich bitch in Del Mar with a fucking sun hat who really, you know, she has a glamorous life, but she's not interesting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they'll be some nasty motherfuckers. They be doing yeah. <laughs> I've learned that the richer the woman is, the more disgusting her ass is. Oh, really? But okay, I, yeah. But, but um, no, but for me, it's, it's, I've always like enjoyed it. So like, I, honestly, man, just one day I was like, why not do it, bro? Like, I, I you know, I've, I was following everyone on Instagram or Twitter, like all the porn stars and everything. And it, it just, it was a small kind of like a thing, right? It wasn't one big decision. It was like these little moments. And then in 2016, I had ad, responded to an ad um it was like a, a fucking orgy ad like uh you know we need like a couple guys to just fuck all these girls in chasworth and chasworth again i'm from the san fernando valley so that's porn capital of the world i grew up like in the fucking porn capital of america so yeah. kind of you know it's poetic in that way right um and i and i answered it I, and i answered the ad and, and thinking that like ah they're you know they're probably not gonna reply and, and they did and it, it was my first scene my, my first legitimate scene was with like three girls and it's there you can find it um and it was and I was like I want to do this again you know and then it took me about another year my, my second one was in Riverside County Ontario uh that was fun and and it wasn't until 20 2018 I started consistently working with a, a production company that I work for now um and then they just hired me uh two years ago um actually to be like the, like an actual employee not someone that they just call up and say hey you want to do a scene but like I actually help with the website I actually you know like I get a check I like I get a check like and every now and then they'll say hey we got a scene do you want to you know uh, do this do this or do that and and I'll get uh some extra money added to my regular check for that scene um yeah man like I mean, again it, it, this could be a different podcast uh, I, I'm sorry if I'm not going into more detail but um it really was just you know honestly why not like like I I enjoy it anyway it's kind of fun I mean and I've been fortunate enough to like make friends with like a lot of people in the industry and uh it's I just like dirty shit I think that's what it is like like I like you you were getting paid to fuck women that is like every man's dream so and yeah I mean have you been with anybody notable have you performed with anybody notable um notable to me, yes. Like, for instance, my first scene, I got to shoot with uh, Rachel Rocks, uh, Jennifer White, and Brittany Amber. Um, I, see, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah like, like, well, let me ask you something. When you say notable, who, like, who's famous to you in porn? I'm like, talking who's... about, like, Mandy Muse. Um, Mandy uh, Muse, um, she, the, the, I don't mean to cut you off, sorry. Um, yeah. Funny enough, um, she actually, in 2014, she did one of her first scenes for the company that I worked yeah 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 and yeah. what's crazy was that i um i've been doing blog 
um, about the models. This was one night I just did a block for, actually. I never met her. I haven't met her. I don't think I ever will meet her. But I know who Manny's Muse is. She was Melissa Book. Um, that was her, one of her earlier, like, names. Okay, yeah. um, but I know who Mandy Muse is. And, yeah. and uh, I would like to meet her. Uh, but, yeah, uh, Mandy Muse, who else? Who else Mandy do you think is famous? Think, I know you ain't met Alexis Texas. I ain't going to even think about that. I don't even nah, think about yeah. I didn't know she's doing porn no more. Um, shit, who else? Because the thing about me, I'm weird when it comes to porn. Because, like, I'll start looking at some chick scenes and, like, oh, she's nice. She's nice. They look them up. They, they, they've been out of the game for, like, seven years. Yeah, that's true. You I, know what's funny, I, man? I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm saying I'm always one of them guys. Like, I, I've always been behind on trends. And if I said, damn, I mean, behind with my porn. <laughs> you know it's funny man um and i'm not like joking when i say this because you know how like when you when you do a set at an open mic yeah. and you record it right and you go back home and you watch what you did and okay i can do this better for the next one every scene that i've done i watch my scenes like that like like i watch all my scenes and ask myself what can i do better next time <laughs> I mean, i'm pretty sure a lot of porn stars uh, do that um like what was like <laughs> I'm, try, I'm trying to ask that I wouldn't know. Like, I'm just about to say, um, if your favorite scene does for, I mean, like, if you have uh, that, that I've done, yeah. Uh, my favorite scene that I, let's see, man, dude, I've, I've done like more than, gosh, I've done a lot now, man. Um, I'll tell you the, my favorite people that I work with, like, um, uh, I love working with, uh, and these are girls again, they're not like famous, but, um, I, uh, uh shit what was her name god damn it uh scarlett johnson she's local in san diego uh she's really great um i got to work with uh reina hart recently and she's kind of blowing up she's she's gorgeous man she's like a petite like puerto rican girl um oh. she she's great man um luna legend i recently worked with she's uh been doing a lot of stuff with like dark fart and brazzers and stuff i just okay. like did something with her recently um yeah i'll tell you what man like like literally no joke man porn and comedy are kind of like you know kind of the same because you can because you can you can be an open micro bro and you can do a show it without all of a sudden you do a show with like some famous dude out of you know like oh shit i got to stare to share the stage with so-and-so porn's just like that sometimes i won't even know who i really do a scene with until like i show up and i'm like oh shit that's so you know oh fuck you know so it's kind of like parallel in that way <laughs> You know I'm saying, but which it's also like it's parallel because I forgot which porn star was doing it like about five, six years ago. They would have like a open mic for porn stars like late at night somewhere. Like I think it was mm. on, the, on the strip in LA. I can't remember, but I oh, remember shit. doing that. And then I know like a couple of them actually do stand up. Like it was one, I think she fizzled out because she wasn't, her name was uh, Sahara Leon. She fizzled out. I haven't heard she's of her from, now. Uh, she's from uh from I did Cali. She fizzled out. They said she was doing stand up. I tried to look for some of her stand up. I ain't find none of stand up, but I damn sure find a lot of her. Uh, we, call them, <laughs> we call them training videos in the Navy. Uh, we call them training videos. So, but that was scaring me because I think you, you said you was like you were working in 2017, right? Uh, well, I've been starting my porn kind of ventures since 2016. But no, so that but was, yeah, I can't remember if it was there. It was one, I know, no, it was when I went to Africa. So when I went to Africa and I remember people saying that about it and people like, I got this new stuff. And I kept thinking, God, please don't let this be one that I see Richie on. I would not know. How, <laughs> I'm like, I'm just not going to want to, I don't, I'm not going to want to, I, I can't. Cause I kept doing that. And then, cause I remember, I think Frog was saying something about it. I'm like, he's doing porn. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. And like, we, I'm like, I don't want to see this, man. <laughs> I'm saying, hey, I man, mean, I, I got to work out more myself, so. I said, uh, 
I'm happy for him because that's the American <laughs> dream for most people. But I don't need to. I can't. This is like even when my friends be showing me their videos of them like giving chicks back shot. Yeah, look at the way that bro. I I got to realize your dick is in this video. Like I don't I don't want to see this. <laughs> But I got some pretty, like, yeah, I'm stroking it, like, bro, no, I don't want to see this. Up. Hey, man, no joke, man. There's some of the, the girls that I've been friends with for a while now, I, I, and I'm not even kidding. I can't see their videos anymore, man, because now I know them as, like, genuine, real people, <laughs> you know? And it's weird. Like, I can't, like, I can't. Uh, it's a thing. It really is a thing. Like, when you get to know someone after a while, you're kind of like, oh, man, I don't want to watch you. I know you now. Like, we shared, like, a, a moment uh when we had a conversation at fucking starbucks and shit you told me about your life i don't i can't jerk off to you anymore <laughs> like you said like uh porn stars they like real cool people like a friend of mine from my from when i was stationed out there he became a recruiter in la and he took one star i'm not gonna say his name or her name okay she took them to the the wars i i, I want to say it was the avn awards it may have not been it may have been this it was it that the ones in vegas yes that's the avn awards so was she, it january she, was, she huh was it January? I can't remember. This is like a couple years ago. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's probably he, AVN took, in Vegas. Yeah. He took her, he she was he was her date to the um to that awards. I was like, dude, you are like kind of living my life right now. You're living <laughs> in LA and you just escorted. So I can you know, I kind of asked him, I'm like, so how was it? He's like, oh no, she just a genuine, she goop. I'm like, and you I said, I get that, but you in Vegas at a porn convention, you ain't try to hit that. <laughs> I'm it, like, come it, on, bro. I mean, I understand being a gentleman, but motherfucker is Vegas and you're yeah. at a porn award show. So you know what people do what because they the best blowjob go to. Uh-huh. So she could be like, I don't do that <laughs> really, because that damn award you got. I heard, um, I'm not sure if this is like 100% true, but I heard um, the Winter Olympics, um, they'll ship in like a, a lot of condoms because they know the athletes just fuck uh, constantly. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the same thing for the AVN thing where it's like, oh yeah, a lot of people are going to fuck. So let's just try to like, you know, make sure they're being safe and, you know, uh, not catching anything. And it's, I don't know, I enjoy it, man. I don't know where it's going to lead me to. Um, I you know, I kind of like where I am. I like being like an unknown, uh, amateur, you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not, you know, Ron, Jeremy, whatever the, the big names, like that's not where I'm trying to go. I kind of like my little, little humble, little corner here. You know what I'm saying? I, I like my little bubble where I like, I, I do the porn stuff. I do the comedy stuff. I do just whatever that I'm into. And it's like not doing, it's not big, you know what I'm saying? I mean, no pun intended, you know, knock on wood, but, uh, <laughs> uh, but, but you know what I mean? Like, so, so like when people say porn star, I kind of have to correct them. It's like, well, I'm an amateur porn performer. You know, it's kind of like, you know, Hey man, you're a comic. And eh, I still feel like I'm an open micer. Cause I kind of am still, you know what I mean? Like, um, so I try to be humble about it in the sense of like, it's still work, you know, like I, I, I've had days and shoots where I've like gotten yelled at for not doing the right thing or, you know, it, it's still, it's still a job, right? Like you still got to make some sort of income through it um oh, yeah. so that's the one thing that that i think a lot of people that aren't like in the loop don't understand it's still work like people still need to make an income and a part of that is you have to have a boss you have to uh have a team you have to listen to someone and every now and then if you fuck up you're gonna get yelled at you know it's no different from any other job same thing with with uh 
comedy or whatever like that's just kind of like the nature of the beast and then the fun stuff the, the fun stuff is like what everybody sees but the stuff that's not necessarily fun is the stuff we don't see you know and but that's how it kind of should be right i don't know but i enjoy it and i don't know where it's going to lead me to but you know again um once again i this is my one and only life uh, not to change subjects or go on a different tangent, but I personally don't believe in an afterlife. So I want to enjoy the one life I'm certain that I have, which is here. Um, you've heard the phrase, right? You know, I'm here for a good time, not a long time. A long time, yeah. Yeah, and and I and I like to think that my little fucking debaucherous, you know, whatever in porn and in comedy, whatever is kind of my way of like trying to express to people outside of of myself like you for instance or anybody like yeah that's cool man richie's doing this weird thing and you know it's whatever i hope i don't fucking see him in porn because but that's cool that he, he does that and that's i don't know it's there's something um in, in an age in a social media age where everybody just wants to be paid attention to fucking constantly there's something liberating about just just being quiet and just being over here still doing my thing you know what i mean why did you say it like that? It make that I <laughs> Sorry, I was I was trying to be I was trying to be dramatic. I think here, so is, man, it's cool. I, I, but you know what? I think I'm gonna throw out a comedy course out the window. Fuck it, we here. Nah, man, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, so is that I the be an open book, why bro. you got off of social media for a while because of the porn thing, or you just wanted a break from it, or what happened? I just wanted a break from it, man. Like, like, um, look, and, and again, let, tell me what you think about this. I think, look, the human brain, right? It's, it's the most beautiful thing in the world. It could take up so much information. The brain has been the reason why we've been able to fucking communicate, create fire, build buildings, whatever, right? However, and this is just my opinion, I think the, as much as I like the internet and social media age, I don't think the human brain was designed to take so much fucking information over oh, and no. over again, constantly, 24-7. And you, you've heard that phrase burnout. I think that's what that is. I, I think yeah. for me, I was just fucking getting bored with it, man. And it was just a burnout. And you have to treat, or at least I have to treat, I think we all have to treat um, our phones like we would any relationship, right? If it's a healthy relationship, that's because you have boundaries. That's because you, you're, you're trustful and you, and, and you know what you're doing. An unhealthy relationship is you're fucking doing it whenever and it's toxic. And so I think like, for me, I unplugged for, I think those for the two years, um, mostly because I didn't have a good relationship with like my phone. I know that's weird to say that, but I didn't have a healthy relationship with, with, um, with the computer and with the phone and, and interacting with people. And, and it, it's, again, it's just so much information, all the news and all the, um, gosh, you know, and, and, and again, I'm not hating on the internet. I love the internet. It's fun. But, but I think, um, we're all in the guinea pig phase with, with social media. When you really think about it, the smartphone itself only fucking came out in 20, 2008, 2009. The smartphone yeah. itself isn't that old, right? But we yeah. feel like it's been a part of us forever. And just like anything, man, like you go to the bar too much and drink, you're good if you're a fucking alcoholic. You you oh, yeah, go to the strip club. Yeah, you go to the strip club. What was that Chris Rock bit where you're like, you go to the strip club during the daytime. That's how you know you have a problem, right? You go to the strip yeah. club. It, it, same thing with your phone. Same thing with, with anything. If you overeat junk food, you're going to fuck up your stomach. If, you, if you're if you on the fucking phone constantly, you can't be doing your brain any fucking favors. You know, you really can't. So for me, I'm at a period right now 
where I'm trying to have a healthy relationship with my phone. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm, and I got to stick with it, you know, because if I can't even have if I don't even know how to have a healthy relationship with a fucking machine, what the fuck? You know, do you ever have those that, those moments where you feel like your phone is is controlling you more than you're controlling it because you're just scrolling oh, yeah. and scrolling? That that anytime anybody has that moment of like, man, I think I'm addicted to my phone. You the next thing you need to do is. Okay, how am I going to fix that? That needs to be the next fucking thing you think of if you really are honest with yourself and you're like, I got to fuck it. I got a problem. I'm on my phone too much. I'm on this motherfucker way too much. <laughs> and, and so I needed to, to have cold turkey, you know, for a while, um, which was great. And then when I came back into it, yeah, I remember Brian Simpson. Uh, he actually, uh, he's a great guy. I love him. Uh, he deserves oh, all his success. He, he deserves his success, man. He's one of the fucking yes, most original people ever. Like, he was so kind when I got my Instagram back. He was so kind to be one of the few people that, like, private messaged me. Like, oh, my God, Estrada, you're alive. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and that was the same thing. I think I was looking at, like, people you know. And I'm like, Richie? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, get the fuck out. And I was like, nah, this is, he must have just got a new phone. And because, you know, you get a new phone. And I'm like, yeah. like no, nah, like, nah, Estrada's back on the block. Yeah. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> I'm like, oh and, and snap. I it was like, I just couldn't believe. It. I was like, yeah. And, and at the end, I and I think, um, and this is important for everybody, even with porn. You know, people who watch too much porn and addicted to porn. Like, I, so, as someone who's in the porn industry, you know, even though it's it's at the bottom of the totem pole where I'm at, I I totally think that people need to, you know, kind of relax and take a break and, and give yourself that space to like, okay, you know what, today I'm not going to watch any porn. I'm not going to jack off. I'm just going to have a jog today. You know, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to read that book that I've always said I was going to read or something. You know, it, it, it really is a balancing act with like your habits and, and things that you like to, to, to have as escapism. But this isn't the fucking matrix, man. I, I'm a real human being. I live and breathe. I bleed. I feel, I cry, I laugh. My body isn't meant to just fucking go into a simulation and just fucking just just tap out whenever and, and plug in and plug out and plug in and plug out. Again, I, I'm not a scientist. I don't know the facts, but that can't be good for your brain in the long run. It just can't. It fucking can't. You've seen it, man. You've seen people who will say like, oh, I'm never going to be this person's friend anymore because their politics. But and they haven't seen that motherfucker since like 2008 or some shit like that. Right. Like it's like, what are we doing? Like, like, I feel like we need to take a step back sometimes. And like, what the fuck? Like, just just, you know, because I got relatives like that. You know, you know what my, my, my thing is with my family on Instagram? Because I have a lot of relatives that do the Trump shit, that do the Biden shit, that do the fucking anti-vax shit, you know, all that shit. Right. My my boundary is. I don't pay attention to it. If they post anything that's family related, I'll like the picture. I'll comment. I miss you guys. And that's it. But I won't bring up the fucking, <laughs> you know, the goddamn, you know, Biden was stole the election. Like, fuck you. I don't care about that. I care about you, you know, so stop it. I don't know. Again, I'm gonna get off my high horse, man. My bad. Well, it's the thing. I'm gonna be honest. If it wasn't for comedy, I would get off of social media. I told people that's the only reason I'm on here, right? Because it it just it's it's a it's a zest pool and it's dystopia, man. And it's and people are it's it, it tricks me out because like I'm always was the shit the way life was. I was kind of like ahead of my time with like when I was growing up, I was loud, kind of rambunctious, talked out my ass, whoop de whoop de whoop. Never got any girls. Now I'm kind of like. I'm still talking about I'm more like laid back reserved. And now 
the guy who's loud and rambunctious and acting a fool, not saying shit. That's the one the girls are gravitating to. <laughs> and I'm like, because I told some guys when I first joined the Navy, they were just lying, rambunctious and all that. I said, man, times have changed. Because, you know, I'm, I'm, I joined the Navy a little old. I was 24 when I joined. So it's like guys like 18, 19, 20, 21. And I'm like, times have changed. I said, why? I said, bro, let me tell you something. When I was in high school, you would have never fucked those girls over there. I said, why? See, you too loud, you too rambunctious, you're doing too fucking much. I said, you would have yeah. never fucked those girls. So you want to know why? Because when I was in high school, I was you. Yeah. I said, that's why I don't like the way time changed. Everybody's got to have, they got to be seen all the fucking time. Everything's got to be for everybody. Everything has got to be, you know, posted and, and got to be, like, everybody got to be tagged. The only thing you're going to see me do is if I'm with a woman, I'm a tag woman put on Facebook and Instagram. And that's not just because I want everybody in my business. I'm just showing off arm candy. The, the, the bitch Because <laughs> I had a friend of mine, like I said, the last serious relationship I was in, when it fell a shambles, my friend, uh, Sonny G, uh, that I told you about, that was on the second episode. Everybody else, oh my God, what happened? This, that, and the third. It was him and my other friend named Tyler, who's not a comedian. But Sonny, they both said this simple. Sonny said, I knew that shit was going to fucking fizz out anyway. He said, well, so you and that bitch weren't good for each other. I said, why? He said, you know why you posted her? He said, why? I said, I'm your friend. I've been your friend since 2012. He said, you posted her because she looked good and you wanted to show us that you was getting a badass female. I'm like, yeah. He yeah. Said, I <laughs> he said, I never saw it going farther than that. He said, I, he said, I gave y'all two months. And yeah. he said, y'all barely made it to that. And that's the thing, man. Generally speaking, I think that's kind of like a... a I'm going to I'm going to say specifically with men, it's a status thing, right? Like we oh, yeah. we always have to have we got to let somebody know that we're important some way or another, whether it's like, you know, a, a girl being next to a hot chick or standing in front of your good car. I, I don't know what it is. I mean, maybe it's just a a fucking animalistic thing in our yeah. brain that we like to do, which is fine. It's pretty cool, but for me, my my take on it is, yeah, but it's momentary and and it and it it kind of comes and goes. And it's not, it's not an amalgamation of like, my life is, is put together 100%. Um, those are just like moments at that point for me. Like I, the older I'm getting, I, I, I'm appreciating the moments that I have, uh, even the bad moments, because I know that in the grand scheme of things, it's just kind of like a blueprint of um, just kind of like my, my life and where I've been. But I don't, you're right. I don't have to show, this is one of the reasons why I don't um, post a, uh, pictures of me with girls that I shoot, I shoot with. I mean, you've seen my Instagram, I'm sure. It's just me and my stepson, really, because um, I love the kid. And Are you, you know, married? No, 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 no. Um, it's a uh, long story short. Uh, when I I met a girl in 2009, uh, her son, who I still know now, was one. We were together for four years. Uh, after we broke up, we um. We remain we remained great friends because we found out that we we're much better friends than a couple. Yeah. <laughs> so so we um thankfully she allowed me to be in her son's life still. And I still and I wanted it to be because we lived together for four years. Yeah, I, I was I've known him since he was one and he's 14 now. In fact, um, two weeks ago, I just went to uh, one of his uh, junior uh, Little League games uh, in L.A. And I'm going to his um, junior varsity finals on the 27th of this month. Um, so, you know, it, it, he's family, you know what I'm saying? Um, 
uh, but but that but you that's all you see in my Instagram. But so, but when people say like, "Who's Richie doing with this like white tall kid?" <laughs> you know, I've I've had to explain that, but I'm not ashamed of it. Like he's family. Um, it's it, it's it's unique. It's a unique situation for sure. But I wouldn't have it any other way, man. Like I'm 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 glad uh, that I got to have. And you know what? Speaking of relationships, and not to sound like corny or anything, you know, I get asked by most people like, "How come you don't have a girlfriend? How come you don't have blah blah blah." And I said, look, if I had to be real, the one relationship I actually want to salvage, the one that I want to maintain, and the one that I actually want to work on that's worth the damn is him. It is, you know, he just started high school this year. And that's four years. Like, I, like, I, I got to make these last four years count because he's going to be, a, you know, he's already a teenager and he's going to be 18 soon enough and he's going to want to do his own thing, which is fair, right? I mean, come on, guys, you know. Amongst, you know, you and me, two guys, we want to do our own thing. We're a certain oh, yeah, age, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So so then I'm like, fuck, you know, like, gosh, man, like, I, I remember just when he was a baby, then like, it's 14 years just fucking just like that, man. It's just crazy. And I'm like, fuck, 14 years just flies right by. And give or take, I got like another good four years until he's like, doing his own thing as hanging out with his friends he's doing that now he's like fucking hanging out with his friends and you know it's like uh you know this is lame or this is not cool you know <laughs> shit like that he's got an mf doom poster fucking on his on his on his room and shit you know uh you know like tribe called Qu- like he likes all that hip-hop shit right oh, shit. oh yo he got some yeah. flavor there okay yeah oh, yeah yeah well, right track already yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, J. Cole, are you? He likes J. Cole. Oh, I mean, I'm not course, I oh yeah, yeah, that's what he you likes. But 2014 Forest Hills Drive, <laughs> so top bottom. It's great. And, and, but I guess the point I was trying to make with the Instagram thing, you know, that's really the, all I post just pictures of me and him hanging out. But, but, the, you know, there's so many like months in between where I post shit, right? Um, because again, like, you don't need to know what I'm eating. You don't need to know what girl I'm doing. To see. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't, there's just some things like I would still, kind of keep to myself not because like i'm ashamed right or because like i'm embarrassed someone will find out but fuck man like i still gotta have a private life some way somehow you know like shit like like i had somebody because i have twitter and again that's where i do all my porn stuff is in twitter right i had like somebody private message me from fucking russia or some shit like that or some european thing about like oh hey man the that girl you fuck with and i'm thinking fuck it someone someone from russia knows i exist you know what i mean and i fucking deleted that shit because i'm not gonna reply to that fuck that uh <laughs> but my point being is that you really want to feel like you don't have a private life you know just depending on who hits you up man just out of nowhere someone from fucking china could be like i saw your comedy people corby and i disagree with whatever blah 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 or like you know it's just, it's again to back to what i was saying earlier the human brain as complex as it is is not meant to fucking take all this information like a sack of bricks, man. It's just, it's just we're not meant to take all that information so quickly. It's just overwhelming, you know. Yeah. Okay. That's my. That's my. Just that's just my two cents. No, that that's that's good, I, man. Um, we're about to wrap up. Before I get up out sure. of here, it's the game I play. It's called this or that, and I usually and I play it. I usually have it based on where what it's something the comics that do where they're from. A, something they're interested in so this is what do you identify more with la or san diego you just you think you're a hybrid of both i'm a hybrid of both man like um i love san diego so much i've met so many great people here but you know you can't forget where you come from you okay. know uh that you, you 
say what you want about LA. A lot of people have, and most of it's justified. That's home. That's always going to be home to me. You know, um, I, you know, I joke to my sister, I'll visit LA every now and then because I'll get homesick. After two days, I'll say, all right, I got to fuck out of here. <laughs> Go back to San Diego. This is bullshit. Why do people live here? <laughs> okay, so uh, I'm trying to figure out how to do this first. I'm just going to ask you. Sure. Attending the game at Petco Park, a Padres game at Petco Park, or attending the Dodgers game in, in the Dodgers Stadium? You know, um, I actually, the first baseball game I went to was actually my, with my stepson uh, a month ago. Uh, that was the first Dodgers game I went to. They beat the Marlins, um, I think, four to zero. That was the okay. first baseball game I went to. I've only been to Petco Park a number of times, only to see concerts. So, uh, okay. you know what, Petco Park, fuck it. Petco Park, because I think it's prettier than, than uh, Dodger yeah, Stadium. It's right downtown. It's right downtown, too. Uh, uh, Dodger Stadium is in Chavez Ravine. That's on the outskirts. It's so you can and I've and I've literally left a uh, a Padres game and just go kick it like fucking up and hit Fifth Ave and go and, and go and go party. That's a good point. You know what? Yeah, Padres is much better because you're right in the heart of downtown and you fucking really don't have to fuck with the traffic. I mean, you yeah. could take a tr- fucking transit there if you want yeah, to. Yeah, I take the trolley. We used to uh, with uh 32nd Street being right there, he just hopped the trolley all the way down there. Yeah, so okay. Yeah, um, okay, yeah. Peckle Park's much better. Never mind. I scratched that. Peckle Park over. Uh, uh, <laughs> okay, State. so. Well, you've been saying, I know you had to eat here, and I don't know if you ate here in LA. Uh, Tommy's Burgers in LA or Lolita's in San Diego? I never had Lolita's. What? Never had Lolita's, man. Okay, well, let me rephrase. Let me do that. Tommy's and I gotta go to Lolita's now, though, because I, I've heard of it millions of times, and, and I'm sorry to you say, you gotta I go to the one that's right by the 805, right there, Chula Vista. Uh, right as soon as you get off, right by Telegraph Canyon. That's the old, uh, that's the original one. I find is that, that the one? Is that the one where the Dunkin' Donuts is at, and the Popeyes, and the McDonald's and shit? Loretta? No, 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 no. Um, if I think that's the one that's by, no, that's not Popeyes, because it's two that's close. <laughs> You got that one that's right by Telegraph Canyon, and then it's got one because I stayed up the street with a friend of mine when I first got back in San Diego. It's by, uh, I think it's an Albertsons, a McDonald's, and a Subway that's in like that little combo. That oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. No, I got it. You know what? Fuck it. I'll but, go tonight and text me, you about me, how it okay. went. <laughs> let me rephrase that because if you ain't ate at this other one I'm about to say, then you don't do San Diego at all. <laughs> but let me rephrase that. Tommy's Original Burgers or Tacos El Gordo? Uh, Tommy's. Um, something about just the nastiness, like, 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 it's just such a fun, filthy, just food. Uh, tacos of Gordo, I feel like is, um, uh, it's great. Don't get me wrong, but, but it's kind of like the, the, the very like hoity toity Mexican food okay. in a sense. You know what I mean? Like everybody that like, gets kind of cool. like, like, um, and no disrespect, but when you got like white bitches in La Jolla, like we're going to tacos of Gordo, like, ah, fuck you. You <laughs> fucked it up. You <laughs> fucked it up. You fucked it up now, man. We yeah. fucking let the white... This is what happens when you let white people into your shit. They fuck it up. <laughs> so, yeah. Tacos del Gordo is like the gentrified fucking Roberto's. Quick question. Did you ever eat at the Tommy's that's right there on Claremont Mesa by what is now Mike Drop Comedy Club? Did you ever ate that one? Oh, yeah. Does it equal up to the OG one in LA or no? Uh, I think the food is the same, but when it comes to like chilling and telling stories and hanging out and just shooting the shit, it, nothing beats the original in LA, man. You can fucking yeah. just be at the parking lot, be at the parking space, fucking sit on the hood of your car, just fucking just 
just fuck around, you know? Like, I feel like we don't have places like that anymore in general, man, where you can just go to a place. I don't remember, did you see, did you ever see ATL? Yeah, I saw ATL. Yeah, I remember, like, they would go to the skating rink every Sunday. That was the thing that everybody in the town yeah. did. And, yeah, and, and, and it's the thing about that, that skating rink is not on the, I used to live in Atlanta. That skating rink not on the south side. That skating rink on the west side. Oh. <laughs> I call so bullshit about that movie. Once I live in it, I'm not gonna go into. We'll be oh, okay. Yeah, but I mean, no, I, I mean, I, so I definitely see ATL. Hell yeah, that's one of the reasons that made me want to move to Atlanta. Of course, little Big Brother. The, oh my, yeah, <laughs> I stayed two blocks south of the old baseball field, Turner Field. I stayed two there, but um, all right. So the last one. So would you be in a car? I mean, uh, in porn, you said you always loved the movies. And you just loved it. So are you a connoisseur like classic porn then? Yeah, yeah, I like retro porn. Okay, vintage well, porn. Yeah. Retro porn. Debbie does Dallas or Deep Throat? Uh Deep Throat because I think it has more of a cultural influence. You know what I mean? Like, okay. like, like it has more staying power in the mainstream. It's kind of like um uh what's the best what's a good analogy you know how like for instance uh like nwa's uh straight out compton is like the master class great example of what a gangster rap album is right and yeah. then a few years after that you have a lot of good other ones like the chronic and doggy style you know what i mean like like you have okay they're following the but they're followers of like this the, the thing that started deep throat is like the trend setter and like debbie does dollars is like the trend follower you know what i'm saying okay. if that makes any sense yeah, you know does. like yeah like if, if you say like hey man what gangster rap album should i listen to it's for me it's always gonna be straight out compton if you want to know like the blueprint of what the fuck this is you listen to that album and then you listen to these albums that kind of let you know like oh, okay this is how it's changed over time that's kind of like my kind of thing with deep throat yeah. it, it's it's <laughs> it's got a bigger foundation yeah which straight out Compton really wasn't nothing but MWA and the Posse just remixed and uh, remastered and threw a couple more tracks in. That's all. A lot of people, I, but I'm, I digress. Um, it's a great album, man. It, it is. <laughs> uh, it's funny because I remember I was listening to it before the movie came out. Yeah. And I remember pulling up, like listening to it. And people was like, oh, you on the band? Because I remember rapping Dope Man word for word in the theater. People were looking like, <laughs> how do you notice? I said, because I listened to the fucking album. Yeah, I remember. It's funny, dude. I remember I took a no joke, like 10 years ago, I took a ah, shit, 15 years ago, I took a uh, African American history class. And um, we actually talked about like, um, like the Rodney King rights and everything kind of like that late 80s or like kind of like the Reagan era kind of leading into yeah. like the Rodney King and, and what that meant, like, in, in, you know, in America in that time, right. And uh, I remember my teacher saying like, okay, we're gonna, we actually saw the Straight Outta Compton music video. Uh, and, you know, she was like, you know, believe it or not, this video at a time was just banned. It was just banned. You watch it anywhere. Watch it anywhere. And it's funny because it really goes to show how it, it, like times have changed. If you really watch that video, it's just like easy E running a lot. And then like, it's, like it's a like few clips of like, like cops. <laughs> it's fucking thing. I remember I finally watched it's it. It's very Because like, my brother. I had two brothers who were like 12 and 13 when that shit came out. So I remember like, y'all couldn't watch this. He said, bro, it was a whole nother right. time. For He's sure. Like, yeah. He said, I, he said, he said, you're looking at it from somebody in 2000s compared to what y'all see all the time. Right. Somebody who said, what he said, but somebody who stayed up and watched BT uncut all the time. He said, for us, like, 
you didn't see that. You know, he said that was just, we were like, oh my God, this is wonderful. Like, this is like raw. Yeah. And then it, and I know we're kind of going off the thing, but I, uh, uh, if you don't mind, um, one thing I found out, it was a straight out of Compton video. Uh, I, I guess the, the, the band and the record company was told that in the video, you could show the guys getting their heads slammed on the hood of a cop car by actor cops, but you couldn't show the, the, the NWA guys like hitting back or fighting back. So yeah. if you look at that video again, there's a moment in that video where there's just a cop like kind of like strutting his shit and, you know, just like, you know, wagging his finger at like a, a, all the, you know, the, the, the people in Compton, right? And then they do like a swipe and then it's just all everybody like kind of doing like the, like the, like the kind of like, ah, fuck you kind of thing, right? Because they're not the same scene, if that makes any sense. So like, yeah, they like just had to, thing, yeah. they had to do cutaways. So they had to, like, that was the only way they can get away with kind of like showing that they could like, like show the police force in, in a very unsavory fashion. It's, it, and again, it's one of those things where it's very significant. I'm not knocking it, but watching now, it kind of is tame if, if you just look at it through a vacuum. But obviously yeah. back in, then, you know, you watch it, 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 it's but much more historically significant but yeah very tame but very funny how they had to be very careful we got yeah. to you know <laughs> that's but that's just how it is that's just whatever man it's that doesn't take away from the fact that it's one of the fucking greatest pieces of music ever you know so i'm not even gonna fucking knock it you know yeah. all right well, man, um, yeah. <laughs> we got we to wrap this up you got yeah, anything man. like comedy related i mean i don't think <laughs> that's your porn stuff you got uh, okay I mean, because I don't want no kids being over there. Sure. Sure. Uh, no. Richie Estrada and such. Oh my God. How did you know when you said this in the podcast? You know, kids don't find this shit. I have a porn name, but I won't say it here for, no, no, for no. going to be that. Yeah. Um, but as far as comedy, so I don't do like comedy anymore in the sense. Like, I um, I think I like do mics now, man. I'm because I'm just busy and life has changed. But I will say, if I can plug, um, I uh, twice a week on my Instagram, uh, Real Richie Estrada. Um, I post um, movie reviews and blogs that I do. I've been doing it since July. Um, so I love to write. I love to read, you know, watch movies and, and write about them. And recently, um, I'm working on a project called uh, where, where um, I interview comedians. It's not a podcast. It's it's a, um, a Q and A that that's like written in text, right? Uh, where I interview comics. Um, and it's, that's going to be launched, uh, in a few weeks from now, kind of give or take, I'm still in the middle of it, but it's called, did I get the light? And, um, it's a blog interview kind of thing I'm working on where I just interview comics about like their, what they love about comedy, how they got started, their philosophy on standup. Um, that blog, the first blog is actually my, my friend, big frog. He's my first guest. Uh, and again, it's not a podcast. It's kind of a, an article. Um, and, um, his, his is going to come out in a few weeks, but I also split it up. So, uh, I have like five, uh, parts of big frogs interview that I'm going to post uh, one every week. So that's a written thing that I'm really trying to work on. And of course, you know, and uh, you know, I, one day I want to have you on it, Pete, you know, we can hit each other up oh, and cool. then I'll just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so did I, did I get the light? That's what the, uh, blog series is called. Um, because I'm sure you know that phrase, right? Did I get oh, yeah, the light? Yeah, a couple of times. Um, yeah. So, so that, that that's a project I'm working on that will also be posted on my Instagram, Robert Estrada, pretty soon. I'm really excited about it. I have already so many comics I want to do it, but it's such a uh, ambitious project that like it's gonna take a while. You know, a podcast you can post it whenever and everything, but I really this is a, a labor of love that I really want to take seriously and work on. Um, and it's a different uh, medium too. You know, I, I I want people to read 
<laughs> you know, so, so, so that, that's why, that's why I wrote it in blog format. Cause I already had a lot of comics tell me, why don't you just do a podcast? It's easier. Nah, fuck that. I, I want to really do this format and see how this looks for a while. Okay. All right. Well, Richard, yeah. it was, so, yeah. uh, it was <laughs> yo, catching up with you, chopping up with you about yeah, life and porn. Cause I, like I said, I forgot porn. about that. Like, damn, we <laughs> do porn now. But all right, man, this, hey, man, it's been good talking to you. Hey, man. Go out there and get a California burrito for me, man. Yeah, Lolitas, man. I got to go there now. I'll check it out. All right. All right, bro. Peace and blessings. All right, brother, man. Peace. All right.